and this is the last one of the year. We have to. What are you talking about? It's fucked up. Now. I thought we were trying to do like a thing. We are like a harmony. No, I, do I don't. See Hold me. on, hang on, do it again. Welcome, Welcome to Plato's Gravity. Gravity. I can't believe that you got me to do that. Was not that was not Aaron. That was real bad. Well, you asked me to sing. That was dumb. I didn't ask. I more told you really. Either way, it's not a good plan. I think the your takeaway from this should be that you're always allowed to say no. And, no, I don't and think no, either, no means no. I don't think either one of us have said our names yet. You said my name. Ah, uh, Jason. And I am yes. Aaron. Hello. Fantastic. Happy New Year. Not yet. I think, uh, not Happy New Year. Happy. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I think folks are just about to, to get ready to go out for their parties. We're going to, oh. I think we're going to 5 p.m. this bad boy. Oh, my God. Like right before the mm. thing? Right before the festivities. 5 p.m. Eastern time. You will get Plato's Gravity, New Year's Eve edition. You are so lucky that you get to experience this episode for the first time. And <laughs> what, what, what if they just loved it so much? This is their third time listening. That's uh, stop. Seriously. So what do we, what do we do here on this show? Jason? We, uh, we usually we drink a beer, Aaron, I except we that this drink- time, uh, like you said, we're drinking gin martinis. That is, so- that is a lie. That's I'm in fact wearing pants, and we are drinking not gin martinis. I we said we would drink gin martinis. We are liars. And did you also say that you weren't going to wear pants? I no. That's where the metaphor breaks down. Not a metaphor analogy. That's where the analogy breaks down. Anal G is that yeah. a more pantsless reference? Um, that's really bad. <laughs> that's why did you say that? That's all right. So, uh, but we uh, we decided to go ahead and drink. Um, uh, a drink befitting of New Year's. Uh, I want to thank Patrick Lynch. Uh, boy, these glasses don't tinkle, <laughs> but they are very nice. Uh, <laughs> the, let's do that near the, uh, near the mic. Yeah. Hey, they're too full. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Jason, not... I want you to can in some sound for the second one. Uh, it's not going to happen. All right. <laughs> can it? Can Is that a bottle reference? No. Well, well I think we're going to start the episode with a little bottle opening, with a little can crunch noise, even though these are bottles. It'll be a lie. That's... You're making you're writing a lot of checks that I'm gonna have to cash right now, now. You have a template for that check. I do, but now we have to come up with hey, if you enjoyed the the Christmas theme song, let me know because uh I want to hear from you about your opinions and stuff, man. Or, also or woman. Mad props to Kelly for the O Tannenbaum on guitar and uh Jason for editing assistance. That is my wife Kelly on guitar and Jason on the on the And his wife Jason on No, not my wife Jason. Yes. No, I, I am, secretly I am neither a poly- He's a polygamist. A polygamist. Also married to a dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting <laughs> concept. I wonder if that's existed in history. Like, uh, there's, it, I uh, mean, it would have to. Yeah, like a history what? is very long. Like an omnisexual, an omnisexual polygamist. Probably. I, I don't know, man. People do stuff. Like, I don't. I, I don't. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to say I that mean, it was hi- great. History is long, so I'm sure that it has occurred. I maybe I'm doing that right now. Yeah. Are you do? Are you are you married even once? No. Okay. Have you, you? Is there something I don't know about you, Jason? Well, uh, I was going to say no, and then pro- the answer is probably yes. Well, I mean, there may, there may be many things I know, but what you know, one thing I do know about you is that you're drinking uh, courtesy Champagne? of Patrick Lynch. Yeah, courtesy of uh, smells like Patrick. That's what. 
Uh, we're drinking Champagne Velvet from Upland Brewery. And uh, for the occasion, I bought some Champagne Velvet uh, Pilsner Flutes from Upland Brewery. I'm very happy with them. They are a girthy glass. Everyone should drink Pilsner out of a Pilsner glass. And this is I'm a sorry, a, a, a what glass? Pilsner. That's not... They're a girthy... <laughs> Well, no, it's a girthy, like it's a it's a heavy glass. Yes, yes. I mean the the it's actual real, glass it's is a real handful. The actual, it's it's weird that I said girthy. The actual glass is quite slender. It's uh, true. It's heavy. It's heavy. Yes, it, it is a glass with some gravitas. There, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's quite uh, it's it's quite thick. It's as thick a uh, glass as it is fluted. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I I went I went to the brewery to pick it up just for the show. Did you go uh, Bloomington? No, I didn't actually go to the brewery. You're right. I went to the tap room in Carmel because I had to go to Meyer as well, and it was close to there. <laughs> that is the most married thing you've ever said. I wanted to go. I wanted to get the champagne velvet from the brewery as well, but they didn't have any. They had only a. What? They didn't have any left in packaged beer, so I had to uh, go to. I had to get it at Meyer. So this is Meyer Upland beer. Was there? Uh, how long ago was this? Three days. Oh, so probably. I mean, a growler would have been. I didn't have a gra- great. I didn't have a growler with me, and I'm sort of against paying like buying new glass growlers because all i ever do so for a while i just collected growlers and then i had like 30 of them because i never remember to take my growler with me yeah and then i was like oh fuck it i'll just buy one and now it's like and i got rid of a bunch of them and i was like okay now i just have to stay not i I, so basically i have a rule for myself i'm not allowed to get a growler unless i have a growler in the car i think what you're describing is actually something that's very common for anyone who got into craft beer in the 2010s which is like this endless dusty growler collection yeah, somewhere in their lives. Everyone has a growler graveyard. At some point near 2017 through 2019, people would just start like giving them away to people or recycling them or throwing them away because we all just had so many. I offloaded a bunch of them to a a, a new homebrewer who was going to bottle his beer in them, which was a terrible idea, but he wanted them. So I'm kind of... I. I think you should follow up with this person. I mean, I, I it was a Craigslist transaction, so I don't know if. That's... <laughs> what is that? What is that thing on Craigslist where it's like um, uh, miss, missed connections? You were the guy who oh, bought they... my growlers off of me. You had the greenest eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and man, think... that Toyota hatchback fit them. All. It fit them all. Ooh, Toyota. Was it really a Toyota hatchback? I made that like up, Jason. Oh. Just for the, oh, I for, got excited. I used story. to have one of those. And a Toyota hatchback? Yeah, man. That's what, Celica. What if you came in? You had a Celica hatchback? That's not a thing. That is, dude. The, yeah, the three-door Celicas. They're, uh, uh, the, uh, okay. In the mid-90s, you could get the Toyota ST, which was a coupe, or you could get the GT, which was a hatchback. And it didn't really look like a hatchback. It just had a really large trunk, but the trunk was connected to... There was nothing dividing the trunk from the back seat, which is uh, interesting because the back seat in a Toyota Celica only exists to make you want to have a car that actually has a back seat. Right. So it's like a, it's like an imposter or a, or what if it, you have like small people? Uh, no, there are no people small enough. For the backseat of a Toyota Celica. Let me... I want to get more specific. I don't have enough experience in 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 all Celicas. Uh, Toyota Celica's backseat is a 1995 Toyota Celica GT. That backseat is too small for 
the smallest person. Because mm-hmm. I, and I guess at some point, like the small people have to have like accoutrement, like they had to have a seat to go with them. So the it has to have some size. And then once you grow out of the seat, you're you're then too big. Is that what you're saying? No. What I'm uh, the only time I've ever gotten people to ride in that back seat is uh, they would have to lay down, and I don't mean like actually lay down flat. I mean like sort of like fetal position. I uh, see. So have you ever watched any of those like? Uh, when you're explaining how magic is done and it's the saw, the person in half trick and they show like the woman just in one half, like of the box. Yeah. There's the woman, she crawls up into one half of the box and she's in that position. Yeah. But her feet are still at the other end of the box. Trips me out every time. Well, that's another woman that's in the same position she's in, except she's in the other half of the box. Are you going to tell me there's no Santa Claus too? This is some bullshit. There is a Santa Claus. His <laughs> name is Patrick from Upland. Pa- pa- Patrick Lynch. Yes. Patrick Lynch. Did he give us beer? Yes. Actually, Eli gave us the beer. But, but this beer smells like Patrick and that's delightful. What? I, I don't remember... That's so Patrick weird. having a distinct smell. He smells like champagne velvet. Mm. It's beautiful. No, what I'm saying to you is the backseat of a Toyota Celica, in order to use it, you have to get into the shape of being sawed in half. It's very, it's very important. So every person who has been one of the two halves in the sawed in half trick yeah do you think do you think they switched jason do you think that one person was always the head and one person was always the feet because i mean because i imagine the feet would be jealous that she always had to just be in the box isn't this like an arrested development thing oh if it is i apologize for having stolen it but i my wife watches the show but i do not there's something about uh, one of the characters is a magician i mean job yeah job is a magician and job is sleeping with both the feet and the head oh maybe there, uh, there's something there. Job gets around boxes. I regret. I saying think Job that. would be a very good candidate for the omnisexual polygamist. That's interesting that you would say that. Uh, I've watched just enough of the show to, to have this opinion of yeah. Job. Yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. You want to talk about Mr. Funke? He's uh, could be a candidate for some other weird. The thing. world's first anal analysis <laughs> therapist. Fair. Stupid. <laughs> Why did I ask? <laughs> I think that might actually that might actually be closer to the um uh uh poly 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 polygamist. Poly the poly polygamist? Well, because you're you're poly, you're polysexual and, and poly You don't like my omnisexual term? Um I don't know. Like that's I think uh it's funnier if you can say poly polymonogamous. Poly poly polymonogamous. Poly, 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 poly I've several times with just one person. You're you're interesting. That's like, that's like a bad that, that's like someone that's like just a liar. We're like I'm polymonogamous. I have it's not how that I have monogamous relationships with a poly I only people. see one person at a time and then <laughs> I right. leave them and I go to my other Yeah, they're labeled by day of the week and I never go back on the right on the wrong day. Ooh. It's like 500 days of, 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 of summer. I said days of the week. There's only seven. That's true. It's possible that I'm also like asexual on the weekends. So because I said days of the week, not the weekend. I weekend. completely forgot what we were talking about. And then you just said that. And that was so weird out of context. I remember now what it's, it was. It's honestly weird in context. Like this has gone off the rails. Yeah. What was, so didn't this podcast used to be about beer? It was about beer. Uh, Champagne Velvet is a good beer. Yeah, it's fantastic. We've, we've talked about it on the show. I think I think people should – if you live anywhere uh, where Upland distributes, you should get some Champagne Velvet. It's, uh, it's a nice knocking back beer. If you don't live anywhere where Champagne Velvet distributes, send me an email. 
I know Patrick. He's the guy that this beer smells like, and I will send him a strongly worded text message about how you want his beer and you can't get it, and that's sad. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> the, I, if you remember uh, back from our the episode where we had Patrick on, and, and apparently Jason was uh, sniffing vociferously. What uh, I was sniffing out loud? Yeah, you. I mean, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I did say vociferously because I was trying to do two things at once, uh, you know. Uh, but Pat, the, the story of this beer is kind of nice because it's uh, it's a uh, they took an old Indiana recipe and tried to resurrect it. This is where you're supposed to talk while I look up uh, stuff. Ah, uh, like, I'm so sorry. If I start to look up stuff and then I say yeah, things, then but it's you so much more to, like, fun to just watch you turn around. How am I going to deliver this content that I'm planning? And I don't like. I don't. What are you looking up? I'm looking up the episode number of the episode that I'm referencing. Oh, this is. Oh, just, you guys have to look it up yourselves. It's Pat, Patrick Lynch with Upland Patrick Brewery. Patrick Lynch at che- Upland. Check our feed. Uh, Aaron, what do you? What, it's the end of the year. Yeah. You know what? Fuck 2019. I mean, 2019 was a good year for me. We're over it. Yeah. We're so over it. What are, we, what are we doing God. in 2020, Jason? That's the question. Oh. What are you doing in 2020? Well, I mean, I think I have several goals. Um, I, I, I think I want to... Squad goals? Squad goals? No. Oh. Well, what, what is a squad goal? Fuck you. What? What's squad a squad goal? goal? Squad goal. Huh? <laughs> what is that? What's your personal goal? Well, I mean, I, I want I want I want to lose more weight, which means I might have to drink less beer. Uh, you know what? You know what I found out? Beer has calories. No, that I already knew. Uh, there's this thing that you can get at Whole Foods called hop tea, oh, and yeah. it's 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 just tea, unfermented, so non-alcoholic, and it has the and they they just put they hop it, they dry hop it, and it is damn delicious. And when you're trying to cut down your beer consumption, it's a nice option. Have you uh, have you thought about just dry hopping? warm water well i've thought about making tea and dry hopping it yeah like home brewing dry hop tea yeah i've definitely thought about this uh, what's the what's the cost differential here oh it's much cheaper tea is way cheaper than malt well no 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 oh no it's no 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 to buy oh to buy hop it's like it's three bucks for a 16 ounce can so it'd be much cheaper to make your own oh yeah yeah and you'd have more control yeah I kind of I kind of like the idea. Of I, I, I think my my home brewing might focus on hop tea in the coming year. I kind of want that to happen. I want to do. Uh, my goal is to have an episode where we make tea out of hops and we drink it. It'll be it'll be tea time. And also to question everything that you choose to do in twenty twenty. What else are you doing in twenty twenty? I'd like to. Oh, why would you do? Well, that? I said I would lose weight. I make hop yeah. tea. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to keep doing the. Uh, I guess we don't talk too much about my professional life, but I'm going to keep doing the Salesforce uh, stuff. I, I work at a Salesforce partner, and uh, that's going well. Cool. Yeah. You? Yeah. What, uh, what, what are you going to do in the next year? Since you're, oh my God. since you've already uh, disowned 2019, it's not even over yet. Yeah. Fuck I mean, that year. Like your next f- five hours are just going to suck because you've already damned them. Oh, uh, probably. Well, it's the Roaring Twenties, so. Um, Oh man! Yeah, I'll dress like a flapper girl, a lot. Mm. Is 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 thing number one, and thing number two is bloomers are going to be a thing like bloomers. Bloomers. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was another uh, Arrested Development reference. No, sorry. I thought the, I thought you blued yourself. The listeners are not going to have to worry if you're wearing pants forever because they know you're going to be wearing bloomers exclusively. It's not true. I'll be wearing flapper gowns. Flapper gowns? Yeah. All right. 
Um, I'm, I might go see one of those talkies. What the hell that is that? I, I hear is all the rage. Talkies? Um, I will likely, within this decade, I don't know about next year, but within the decade, I'll probably witness the birth of uh, commercial flight. The birth of commercial flight? Yes. Uh, There's I, not already commercial flight? I'll, I'll likely see the aftermath of the First World War. Um, right. E, uh, it took me too long. The Great, I will, I will feel a Great Depression. I hope it doesn't. I mean, how does the what? first decade of the 20th century map onto the first decade of the 21st century? What are you talking about? Like, well, if, you, if you look at the first two decades, though, like, like uh, you know, 19, 1900 to 1920, how, how much does it compare to, to 2000 to 2020? I would. Is hmm. it? What are, you, what are you trying to say? I'm wondering what the economic similarities are and if we should fear 2029. Uh, I actually, I think. Isn't that like 100 years from now? 2029? Yeah. Is nine years from now? It's 100. Oh, 2029. Isn't yeah. that like 109 years? 2019 to 2029. Is it not? It's just, Nin- just is, are we not entering the 1920s? Oh, you're still doing the shtick. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> like, I was like, Jason, you're very just, good at math. I'm just, I'm so, I'm so upset. I'm, okay, I'm a little upset about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little upset because the 1920s seemed really cool and. They were roaring. Yeah, they were the roaring 20s. And the 2020s seem very. Um, you haven't known anything about them yet. I just, what do you expect they're going to be like? Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's the decade, honestly, I think it's the decade before the decade of artificial intelligence. Like, artificial intelligence is going to be ramping up throughout this decade. And I think the next decade is going to be known where there's this just massive transition of intelligence. What do you mean massive transition of intelligence? Artificial intelligence is going to destroy. To be have a destructive force for industries as we know them. Oh, a a, a sort of um, if we've had the industrial revolution and the information yeah. revolution, this will be the artificial intelligence revolution. That's right, and 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 people will need to come up with new skill sets that deal with the handling of information, and those people will be highly profitable. And the people who do not do this will uh, hopefully uh, be the. Be benefited from a social, uh, uh, more socialist society that uh, takes care of people who uh, don't have meaningful work. You got, you got very serious there. Yeah, I guess I did. And my, 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 I, I have a takeaway from this. Yeah. In that, um, life is too fucking easy now, and we make it artificially hard on people. Yeah. Do you know how much easier life would be if we didn't have to check email? Well, not not just that, but life. We first got it. We're like, oh, it's so great. We don't have to put a letter in the mail. And now I'm like, mother, every can, time. We can already automate so much, so much in this world. And the problem is that we use that to put other people down to hold them back because they no longer have a job because we've automated that job. Instead, why aren't we using this automation to lift people up, to okay. make lives better for everyone? Why are we letting the few people at the top of the chain use that automation to make them more, to give them more well, resources. I mean, 
I mean, I think this, this kind of ends up, this is kind of the fine line in what I do. Like what I, what I do in the Salesforce ecosystem is I try to design uh, things on the Salesforce platform that uh, take time out of people's, take, take time of doing menial tasks out of people's day so that they can do more creative and relationship building type of tasks. But sure. if I do my job too well, organizations will need fewer people overall. Yes. Because I will take away enough tasks that even even the people who, who I was trying to create relationship building and creative and deep thinking time for will the, the organization won't be able to support that many employees. So I, it's kind of a double edged sword. So I think it, it's I think the idea. So of so I, I want you to know that good. I want you I want everyone to know that it's not. It's it's not it's not a uh, uh, immigrants coming in and taking your jobs problem. It's an Aaron is taking your job. Through. <laughs> Jason, let's. I, I'd like to point I, out to our well, listeners guess, that between well, the two of us, well, there's no way that you're not doing more taking of people's jobs than I am. You're I, much better what at, I, at the taking of people's jobs. What I'm trying to say is that if you get automated out of a job, that shouldn't negatively reflect on you as a human being. It should reflect on Jason, who writes all the code. No, it should, in fact, empower you to do something oh, else. And the fact that we live in a world where when you get automated out of something, instead of being empowered to do something, you're reduced to poverty and struggle is very unfortunate. And my goal for 2019 is to try and figure out uh, ways of making that less so. Yeah, and I, and I think... Big, giant goals! Tiny person. I, I think what the technological technology revolution is going to do is it's going to reward people who don't define their jobs by their job description. And when pieces of things that they do get automated, they find other ways to add value. Those people aren't going to suffer. Those people aren't going to suffer until they do suffer, until there is, uh, until everything is automated. And like you said, over the course of the next decade, more and more things will become automated. And yeah. what I'm saying is... Be an automator. No. Because you got automated out of shit. doesn't mean you suck. It does not mean you suck. And it doesn't it, mean the people that automated... It, okay, the people that automated you out of things might suck. But they don't have to necessarily suck. But I mean, I, I think also there can be some fear... I, we're, we're, we're on time, but there, there can be some things that are fear-mongering about this. Right? Like... Uh, our worldview is limited to the things that we know now in terms of what kind of work we think could be productive for this many people in the world. But sure. the people who were so enclosed by hand in the century that you thought that you were in. The 1920s. Would have thought the Industrial Year Revolution would have brought about doom and that a whole class of people wouldn't have meaningful work. But this isn't true. People people in the culture has just evolved and changed, and there's been different meaningful work for those people. So, you know, the technology revolution uh, might bring along with it some other new ways for the masses to find uh, ways to add value to, to themselves and to their, to their confreres. And that's, that is true. You, you are correct, but you are also uh, – it is a logical fallacy to think that because that's the way that it happened the first time, that is the way that it will happen again. And I just want to make sure that as Aaron slowly removes jobs from this nation, <laughs> I want people to know that you are loved and you are valid and you perhaps can enrich your own life and find different work and different meaning – or if you don't, uh, because life, Jesus fucking Christ, whatever. Yes. We want to thank you for listening to our uh, New Year's episode. Thank you for listening to our musings. We hope you have 
a joyous new year. We hope you have a, with, a manual new year. Filled with frivolity. Uh, please uh, please open your own glasses. Get those automatic court crews out of your life. Yes. Uh, they're there to keep pop, pop your own champagne. Everything is going to be golden. Uh, yeah. So drink a, drink a few champagne beers. Uh, have some fun. And uh, we'll see you next time. 